Welcome to another episode of Home Sweet Home. My name is Rod McCall. And I am Bryce Runge. Well, Bryce, it's good to have you be with us or with you again to work on uh, episode 13. Is it 13? It is 13. Oh, lucky 13. I love 13. You know, my grandfather, he was born on Friday the 13th. Wow, Friday the 13th. So, uh, we're not Friday. Uh, we're on the 13th, and there's no black cats, and I look around the studio, I don't see any uh, umbrellas to open or ladders to go under, so I guess we're in pretty good shape. No broken glass, mirrors, or anything? Is no. That, is there something different? Well, I don't know. Okay. Just I, throw, throw it out there. Sure. Well, I, I don't like to think I'm superstitious. I'm not. Okay. Are you sure you're not? You got any salt? I need to throw <laughs> it over my shoulder. <laughs> I may or may not be wearing the same underwear for <laughs> each episode. <laughs> well, you know, you're you're a you know a, more of a professional athlete than I ever was, and I'm told that athletes have a lot of superstitions. I never got into that. I never I never had my ritual. I didn't sacrifice any chickens or you know pray to Buddha <laughs> <laughs> or Jobu. <laughs> uh, for those of you that are uh, major league fans, um, ball four, ball eight. <laughs> Just a bit outside. <laughs> Can't believe they're laying off such good pitches. Oh, <laughs> oh Major sorry. League. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. They are funny. Oh, love it, love it, love it. Alrighty. Well, what would you like to talk about today? You know, I, I, we, we talked a little while ago about as, as we close out season one. Congratulations. Holy cow. Yay. High five. High five. Air high five. COVID. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought it would be interesting and fun for just to uh, take our you know listeners and, and our conversation back to the beginning and recap a little bit of each episode. Okay. Um, and, and just to kind of refresh some things. And um, as you and I have grown through this episode, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we can, um, you know, provide some insight, you know, in that because this was our very first um, podcast adventure. True. I think we've done a, a fairly decent job, and, and the goal is to get better at it. Well, we've got more than your wife and my wife downloading to follow, so I, yeah, I would say so. That's good. In fact, my <laughs> wife doesn't even follow us. So, oh, hey, well, that, yeah. well, then we're up from one then. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not throwing stones. She's very busy. She's uh, got a, she's She's got the two-year-old and then the uh, three-month-old, yeah. so she's a little busy. We'll cut her some slack. Yeah, we'll, we'll oh, give and she her has to work of, in there, too. She work, and she's taking care of her parents, so we're going to give her lots of uh, grace. She deserves right. it. Yes. Because, but, you know, if you don't, you're going to wind up in divorce court again. And, well, you and I sadly have way too much experience in that because yeah. uh, that's where we started with. That is what we started this uh, podcast with. And, you know, it, it is a huge family dynamic that... Uh, can have a wide variety of effects, some positive, some negative. And, you know, I guess I'm going to kind of maybe lump those first two together. Okay. Um, when we, you know, because we did it from an adult as well as a kid perspective. Right. But the one thing that I, I really found interesting was the idea that kids want to be left out of divorce. Right. That don't force me to take sides. And don't make me be a mouthpiece or a communication conduit. Tell me what I need to know just enough so that I am not surprised and I can plan accordingly. Right. 
But, you know, because I I think that as a parent, when you're hurt, you want to, you want people to rally to your side. Mm -hmm. And maybe you got your family and maybe you got some of your friends, but you shouldn't, you know, your kids are always going to be there because your kids can always love you. Right. And to ask them to take sides is, you know, as an adult and all the work that I do with family law reform, yes, I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it when I was going through the divorce, but I've learned, you know, as I was, as we were reaching the end, I, I realized I was having a negative effect on Eric and pushing him away by asking him questions, you know, things that really leave him out of it. Yeah. And so I did there towards, you know, when we got to the end of it, but at the beginning I wasn't. And in talking with, you know, all the people we did in preparation for that particular episode, just, just tell me just enough that I need to know how to operate but don't tell me all the sort of details and all the background and all the dirty laundry. Yeah. And, and don't make me pick you over my other parent. Right. Let me love you both equally in my own way. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's very good. Oh, and it was kind of neat that, um, you know, because we, we've learned a lot about divorce, you know, about setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um you know, with, with the ex and working with the ex to, to raise the kids. Yeah. I mean, well, you actually have more experience with that than I do because I never, you know, um, we never got to that point where we could work together. Yeah. We, um, like you, you mentioned it, it was rocky, you know, both, both sides are in pain. They're hurting. Um, but through time we learned to, you know, put things into perspective for the most part and recognize that this is, how can we make this the best for our son? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but like you said, and let's communicate with him what he needs to know mm-hmm. and that's it. And all the other garbage, just go vomit somewhere else on someone else, not to your kid. That's where a support group uh, here in the Dallas area. Um, well, you you've you were involved for a little while, mm-hmm. and but the divorce support group having you know that weekly opportunity to kind of vent, uh, getting a therapist, going to see a counselor. I've been seeing a counselor since oh, crying out loud, February of two thousand and eleven, mm-hmm. and so here we are. Um, well, pushing the end of 2021, yeah. and I'm still seeing her once a month, every five weeks, something like that. Yeah. But having the opportunity to kind of, yes, vent to someone that yeah, you got to pay them, but at <laughs> least you're you're getting some kind of quality commentary back right. other than, you know, sometimes your family or friends would get to the point, can you just get over the divorce, please? Yeah. And move on. Well, and then you have the family members that are feeding that anger. Oh, yeah. So be mindful of be mindful of those things, and in seeking help, like a therapist, you know, counselor, like Rod had mentioned, it's not a it's not a sign of weakness. That's actually a sign of strength. I I, think so. I never got. I had gone to a couple times, and there was some points where I'm like, I don't really need this. 
you know, mm-hmm. but I have been to a point where I've had conversations with counselors um, that have, it's, it's been extremely beneficial. So I've learned to like put my pride aside and been like, okay, so um, I'm going to seek help because I need it. And that's okay. You, you do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. You do. Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay. And, and it, you know, I, I can help you out. Okay. You know, I am a therapist in training, so I, uh, we'll go sit on the couch out in the other room. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's let's move on. Well, how about we talk about a real therapist? Because we did have a real we therapist. We did, and that was awesome. Yes. Uh, Nicole Ells came on and talked to us, yeah. and she provided, I, I thought she had some really good advice. You know, I, I agree 100,000%. Um in fact, there was some things that she had talked about that I had implemented. Which is what? Uh, the Google Calendar. Yes. You know, I had. I think that following episode, I had, uh-huh. I had the conversation with, with Braddox's mom. Mm-hmm. And then it was a couple, maybe even a couple months, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I just finally got to the point. I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this. I'm going to act upon this. And it has proven to be beneficial. So I've created the Google Calendar. Okay. Braddix and his mom. It's it's shared with them. They all have editing rights. They could put events in there. Um, there was a, there was an event that she just put in there just the other day, and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know that was going on. So awesome, thanks. You know, and then mm-hmm. we're able to write in there, and I just I see it being extremely beneficial. Um, and not that I don't like like dislike talking to her. I don't have an issue mm-hmm. with talking to her. We're, we're both working parents. We're both busy. Yeah. And this just is a very beneficial yeah, piece of whatever, right? It's, well, it's, it's very beneficial. Yeah. And it's, if you know what's going on and you can plan accordingly, no surprises. Right. And that way, if something comes up that you want to do or she wants to do or Braddock's wants to do, you know, like a sleepover or hanging out with pals or whatever it might be. You know, that goes back to something we did talk about with our divorce was, you know, it fits with healthy boundaries. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one of the things that she commented that you and I talked at that time. And so I'm glad it's working. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, like I put in, you know, my brother Brad's coming into town. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the weekend's going to look like. If I'm not at work on Monday, you know why. <laughs> and then my, my parents are coming the following weekend. Okay. Yes. For two weeks and I'm able to add that. And so we're able to work around schedules mm-hmm. and be like, okay, well, Braddox needs to be there uh, when they're, when they're here so mm-hmm. that he gets to see them. Mm-hmm. So then we're also working on the flexibility part and just kind of really reinforcing, Hey, this is, this is about Braddox. It's not about us. Exactly, and it's you know that is I think I might have mentioned it, I don't know one of the pod, one of the episodes we did where I was sitting at um, a restaurant here in town and I was Sherry and I were just eating lunch wasn't involved but there was a mom a dad and a stepmom and they were working on the calendar wow yeah. and I remember you saying that I, I mean for well we were at lunch for oh, it was a summertime lunch so we didn't have a lot to do but we were there for a better part of an hour and they were there when we got there and they were still there when we left but they were talking about well this is what we got coming on and you know they were working together Mm -hmm. they didn't have the google calendar but they still had a calendar and i went up to them and i said thank you 
thank you for, I say, you don't know me, but just listening, I am so glad that you're doing that. Yeah. Because again, it's it's communication, it's setting boundaries, and it's putting the children first. Yeah. And well, and that's awesome that you said that can reinforce what they're doing mm-hmm. is the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so... Not everyone could step up to uh, just a random person's table and, and make uh, comments like that. But Rod is a professional at that. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, well, you know, I my my shyness is a little less than what it was when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but it's and when you learn things, you're right. It, it, sometimes you got to I do. I'm a lot better at uh, saying positive things than I am <laughs> coming up going, man, you're an idiot. Would you right. stop? I, I that was getting a lot of bad results. Yeah. So I stopped that. Didn't get good responses out of that one. No, not really. I mean, you know, when people are looking at you, giving you the dirty looks. Yeah. Though I was driving home yesterday, and a lady with a Catholic school bumper sticker. Yeah. Did not like the fact that I was closer than she wished to her bumper. <laughs> I mean, she was about nine miles an hour below the speed limit. But uh, she gave me the uh, one-fingered salute as I drove past her. And I said to myself, well, that's very Catholic-like. You're number one. I was number one. That's awesome, Rod. I mean, again, it goes to that open communication thing. And then not just with, you know, exes, but with the people around us. Yep, yep. So, well, you know, one of the other things that we talked about after Nicole was how to pick up the pieces. Yeah. After divorce, because... I don't know, I think you and I have talked on multiple occasions, and this is kind of what, uh, you know, what brought us together the first time ever at that uh, faculty Christmas party, was trying to figure out how do you pick up the pieces, how do you move forward, and, you know, it's it was tough being single. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, when you when I you know well, when you're in your forties being single, it's a lot different than when you're in your early twenties right. being single. Yeah, yeah, and I I really enjoyed that episode. I know you and I both had a lot of um, insight to provide um, because it is it is challenging, it is hard. Um, but I, again, the tips for that are, are true today as they were episode five. Um, you know, focus on your kids, mm-hmm. focus on your health, your mental health, take care of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, heal. You have to allow yourself to heal, to grieve, to go through that process. Sure. It's not going to happen overnight. No. If it does, wow. But it's not going to. It may take a long time and be okay with that. Don't force a relationship. You know, the lady that used to run the divorce group before she retired, she would always tell, and I remember when I first heard it, uh, in fact, the first couple of dozen times I heard it, she was saying, don't jump into a long-term relationship. Be patient. Give yourself a couple of years. Mm -hmm. It takes 18 to 24 months for you to go through the process of recognizing your contributions to the failure of the marriage. Mm-hmm. And what can you do to fix that? Becoming not just physically healthy and emotionally healthy, mm-hmm. mentally healthy, but spiritually. Right. Heal yourself spiritually, and lastly, becoming financially, you know, healthy as well. Right. So once 
I got, I, I understood what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a slow learner, it took me a little while, but it was kind of insightful because I started seeing people who were ignoring that advice. Mm-hmm. And all it did was make their next serious relationship be very difficult. It ended in breakup and you're back to square one and all the work you had done was for not as you're starting all over again. And so when I was seeing that, I go, Ooh, you know, she really is correct on that. Oh yeah. And so I, nobody wants to hear that. I did not want to hear that. It was going to take me that long Right. again. I am a slow learner, so it took me several years to get to the Uh, point that, okay, maybe I am ready to make a more serious commitment. Yeah. And so it's... Yeah, no, and that's 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 really is powerful advice. Listen, if you're a glutton for punishment, then you know don't make time to reflect. I think that's the biggest piece. What you mentioned, like you honestly need to look in the mirror and take ownership. Yes. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, and then you jump back in, you're going to wonder why there's a repeat. Yeah. Well, what man, this, this, this person is just like the ex I married. My goodness. My picker must be off. No, no. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. I got to tell you, I like when you said the word reflection, because I think that is truly the, the concept. And it is so hard or at least for me, it was very hard to do just that, to look in the mirror and go back and reevaluate what was I doing wrong. Yeah. Because I was doing, I mean, I I wasn't perfect. Yeah. And that was hard for me to admit. Yeah. Uh, even today, and I still make mistakes. I think I'm better at admitting my mistakes, and I think I'm better at working to correct those mm-hmm. mistakes so that I'm not, you know, repeating them. I get to make whole new mistakes. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, that, that learning to be single again, it's okay to take risks, but yet at the same time, be, be careful, be mindful of your past mm-hmm. so that that way you don't repeat it in the future. Yeah. No, that's, that's good advice. That's so, good stuff. And it all must have done something good because, Ta-da! We both got remarried. We did, and we both outkicked our coverage. Oh, absolutely! I love I, I, you've said that on more than one occasion, <laughs> and I I've started using that myself. Oh, <laughs> and okay. uh, as a matter of fact, when I introduced myself to my students this semester, I actually used those words. I said That's I got funny. remarried. I said I outkicked my coverage on that, <laughs> and a number of kids they started laughing because they got the joke, right? Because. Uh, you know, I guess maybe you got to be into football to yeah. get that joke. If you're, but, sports, uh, if you're a sports person, then yeah. Basically, <laughs> what we're saying is our, our our new wives are out of our league. We don't know. They must have some goggles on that, I don't know, <laughs> make us look like GQ magazine cover type guys. Oh, yeah. Know. I know we are. Yes, I'm we not are. Down, I'm not downplaying oh, yeah, how no, no. In my own humans mind? we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, holy cow. Like I When am. I look in the mirror, I'm like, dang, you are stunning. Oh, yeah. What a handsome-looking feller. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Man, I should have wore boots. <laughs> oh, it's getting thick in here, folks. It's getting thick. Uh, but, you know, by taking the time to do the reflection you mentioned, yeah. when 
these people, these wonderful ladies showed up in our lives. We were in a position to recognize what they were able to provide for us and that they were radically different than the people we originally married. Yeah. Well, we went through that pruning process and we chose to do that. We knew that was the the right route to take Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I don't know how you were. I know we were in the dating scene and we had, we had several conversations. And at one point I said, look, I'm going to delete these apps. Mm -hmm. I'm going to not focus on that. I'm Mm going to focus on the things that we just talked about, the reflection. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take from 1.0 into 2.0. Uh-huh. Whenever that's going to be. Sure. And at one point I gave up. I'm like, okay, this is it. I just, I I trust God that that person is going to show up. And sure Mm -hmm. enough, but I was prepared because I reflected. Sure. I took time to own the things, look back and own the things where, okay, this, this needs to be fixed. I Mm -hmm. can't take it into the next uh, relationship. Um, Cause I don't want to feel that way again. I don't want to experience that. I want to, I want a thriving marriage. I want that relationship for me, my mom and dad who have been married for over 60 years, they exemplify, they're the poster child in my mind Mm -hmm. of what marriage should be. It's hard work. It's a lot of compromise, but it's a lot of love and it's a lot of, Putting the other person first. Right. And so, you know, it, it took me a while. I mean, Sherry had been in my life for a long time. And I think I mentioned this before, but we were at a wedding of some other good friends from uh, the divorce group. And they said, you have, the preacher said, you don't marry a person you can live with. You marry that person you can't live without. Right. And it had been four years since, um, well, since my divorce came to that sudden screeching halt. Mm -hmm. And I I began to realize when I got married the first time, well, yeah, this is somebody I can live with. And, but then I began to realize who could I not live without? Mm -hmm. And I started to, imagine my life without Sherry. And I go, this isn't a life I want to live. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we, I re I let her know. I said, Hey, because you know, we were just friends and I kept saying, well, we're just friends. We're just friends. We're just friends. Right. Knowing in my heart of hearts, that was an absolute lie. Yeah. But if my mind kept saying, Oh, Hey, then, but, no, it turned out to to be the right thing, and um, sure. Now you know, working with her, taking those lessons learned, learning how to communicate, you know, with each other, taking time off sometimes to not. Well, I got to solve it right now, now, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, taking time. You don't have to respond. Take some time. Reflect. Calm down. Right. Um. I mean, and you know, it's. Because it's not just me, it's now extended family. Mm-hmm. Because there's her, you know, her kids. Right. And, uh, you know, and becoming part of, you know, her family. Yeah. And so it's it's been, um, you know, a lot of those lessons, a lot of the things. And I think this, she and I have had multiple conversations that the stuff that 
we're doing now we did not do before mm-hmm. in marriage 1.0. Yeah. And not sure how uh, how much that played into the divorce, but we both think that it played big roles. And so we're working hard to make sure that it's not repeating itself. Yeah. So what you guys are doing, you are, you're consciously like you're setting course toward a conscious destination. This is, Mm -hmm. this is the vision I have for my now opposite of that. Why we see all these divorces Uh is that people, organizations, teams, relationships in general, Mm -hmm. unknowingly fight against all the things that they don't want because they don't set course toward a conscious destination. It's just like, oh, this there's there's no design. Thank you. It's all on by default. And I know we've talked about that. Sure. And, and we may even touch on that a little bit before. But that's what, what you're doing. That's what we're doing here. It's it's by design. Well, and that's kind of ties in. We did that whole episode yeah. on life by design versus life by default. In right. fact, I used that exact statement in because uh, I've facilitated our divorce group mm. Uh, on Tuesday, and there was a lady who was stuck in park, mm. and she wanted to know, well, I just can't get past it, but I keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, And I go, well, okay, but you make a choice. Right. And I think that the the idea of life by design, I think that's something that you and I changed mm-hmm. as part of our reflection and as we started a new life with our new our new wives, it was, we're going to live more by design and be more in control of our life instead of just rolling with it, kind of like a ship on the ocean without a rudder. Yeah. And so I I like that, you know, that life by design, Mm -hmm. you know, because you shared that with me and I am so, I have found it to be so true. Yeah. Yep. So, and it has helped me and I'm trying to use it to help others to get themselves out of park. Mm. Yeah. That's good. I mean, there's a, um, uh, a therapeutic theory uh, by a guy by the name of Adler and he talks about the miracle question and he said, and it's kind of like if one, if you could go to bed and then wake up in the morning and one thing has changed in your life that would make it so much better, what would that be? Mm. Well, that's, again, it's that concept of taking it by design, right. taking charge of your life. And, you know, maybe, I don't know. Again, for me, it has made a huge difference yeah. because I feel happier because I feel more in control. Not total control. Right. But I feel like I have a greater influence of where I'm going. Yeah. Well, that's good. And that, that only takes place. You're only able to do that when you, you, you sit, you reflect, you look in the mirror, you take ownership and you learn from those experiences. Uh So you don't take the bad into the new season, the next season of your life. There's going to be, there's, there's, there's plenty of that in the future, Uh but you're better equipped now because you have, you you're you're living by design. Thank you. Right? And I, I'm over so, here like what you said one time. Well, I'm over here like a bobblehead going. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I do right. have some good advice. <laughs> you have. Well, you also mentioned something about a graveyard. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Do you remember what? Yeah. I forget exactly I think how you we, phrased I, that. I think we were in uh, episode seven. Uh, we talked about uh, specifically what would you do if you knew you could not fail. Yes. And that yes. Was one. Yeah, I mentioned uh, the graveyard and. I actually heard it from Les Brown. I got to see him live and speak, and he mentioned the graveyards being the wealthiest places in the world. I'm like, what? And I know the first time I mentioned that you were like, what? And then we were like, what? Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, go to their grave with uh, unrealized goals, un- un- unreached goals. Um, they let their dreams die. Uh, they never wrote that book. Uh-huh. You know, they never, they never asked that person out. Uh, they never started that business. Uh, they never forgave that person. Um, the, the list goes on. Sure. And that's when I think the wealthy, that's that, those, those are wealthy. I'm not talking about financial things because right. we don't go with that. No. What, what we live with is this legacy we live or the leave and the impact uh-huh. that we make in our character. That because the only thing, I don't know where I heard this. But I believe it to be super true that the only thing that we are in control of is our reputation. Yeah. And that reputation, you know, is created many different ways. My, my, my dad always said, a person's no better than their word. Mm. If the person says, if the, if the person says that this is what they're going to do and when they're going to do it and how they're going to do it, then that's what they do. Yeah. You know, those people that, you know, and this was my ex-wife. She would make promise after promise after mm. promise and then bail. No bail. follow through. No. And it really, yeah. it really jerked my chain the wrong direction because I'm going, you represent, you know, you and I are a team. So when you say this, that means we do uh-huh. this and then you cancel that really, that, that, right. so it's, you know, it's going into, the idea of taking the chance, taking the risk, do that mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, we talked about by doing that, well, our podcast. Yeah. You know, us making the podcast was a leap of faith. Yeah. And I wrote my book, For the Love of Eric. Mm-hmm. And that has had a huge positive impact on me. You wrote your book that came out here uh, the summer, the summer, summer twenty twenty two, yeah, or twenty one, whatever. Yeah, don't 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 speed it up, buddy. (laughs) Slow it down. Okay, but my point was that we're taking risks that we're so that we don't go to the grave, right? And we're seeing a lot of positive things come out as a consequence. Yeah, and I, I love that we're pushing. New ideas. We're yeah. not randomly, willy-nilly, you know, skydiving or jumping off a bridge with a bungee rope. Yeah. We're, we're, but, which I guess you can do. Um, my little sister, you know, she loved, she went skydiving and loved it. Wow. Me? Not a fan. No, I don't mind flying in a plane, but yeah. I'm going to willingly jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> so... Uh. But yeah, that, yeah that, that's good. That was, and that was that was a favorite. That was one of my favorite episodes because it, you know, just tied into exactly what. Sorry, uh, what we what what we're doing here. Yeah, with our books and um, you know, going back in the dating scene and yeah. then finding the woman that we we both believe that was very divine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so 
you know, and then again, like not wanting to go to the grave with, you know, all the wealth, like everything trapped inside. And mm-hmm. I think through the podcast and something that I even talk about in my book is, is the legacy that we leave, the impact. How can, how can we make a positive impact in society? And that's where, you know, I, I think we did the, that, well, the episode we did titled Getting Knocked Down. Right. Um, I don't know which one that came out in. But the, the one that we did, you know, life's going to kick you square in the gut. Yep. And it's going to do it again and again and again. Because it's, life wants to know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm going to smack you upside the head. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. How are you going to respond? Exactly. And it's not... You know, sometimes in the TV shows or movies, are going, stay down, stay down. Mm-hmm. Life doesn't want you to stay down, I don't believe. No. It wants to see how do you get back up. Right. You know, there's this... Uh, there's this um there's this motivational speaker and famous author. He, he said that life is full of obstacles and challenges. And those are exactly what we need to become triumphant. You know? Yeah. I, I keep thinking about, you know, that's so really true. Because I start thinking about who I am today. Yeah. At, um, you know, okay, at 52, I can look back and I go... How did I get here? Mm-hmm. And everything that I am, everything that I stand for, every value that I have is a result or a consequence of everything that has happened to me, both mm-hmm. good and bad. Right. And I, you know, it, it's sometimes getting knocked square on your butt can be a wonderful reality check mm-hmm. that you're not all that in a bag of chips. Right. You may have a t-shirt, but that doesn't prove that you're, you know, you're Superman. Right. And, you know, it's okay. After, after Eric died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could have stayed down. Um, and many people have told me, they said, well, how'd you get back up? And my only thought was, I didn't know I could stay sitting down. Hmm. I just had to go. Right. And I mean, you're, we've talked about when you were wanting to get into the NFL and what a dream that was. Mm -hmm. And when you didn't realize that dream, well, that wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. You found a way to use that as a learning experience, get back up and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 you know, the fact that both of us are professional educators, mm-hmm. I, you know, the, I, I share with the kids a lot. The teachers that I like the most that I work with mm-hmm. because they're interesting or dynamic, they were kind of like me. When we were in school, we were kind of the screwballs, the odd ducks. <laughs> we weren't the A students. We weren't the teacher pets. We weren't the ones that at 17 and 16 said, ooh, I want to be a teacher. It was going to like, my God, I can't wait to get out of school. Right. And I hate school. I hate teachers. I hate all this stuff. In fact, why am I here right now? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Now, I jokingly tell the kids that uh, the real world sucks, that uh, I can't you know, stay in high school as long as you can, uh... um, that uh, I, I was out in the real world and I came back to high school. Yeah. Um, you had to, you had to come back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like though, 
I do think it's funny that both of us uh, weren't like huge fans. I know I wasn't at mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. Um, barely graduating myself. Uh, just kind of hated it, to be honest with you. Now we're both. Yeah, no uh, I'm almost. <laughs> what is this? My 17 year as not not a not a full team teacher t- teacher, but uh, in Working education. So it's just kind of funny. But I think it's because of who we are, the experiences that we've experienced and and the insight that we are able to to provide is what makes us the good teachers that we are. I think so. The ability to connect to the kids, to try and relate to them, because I see myself in many of our students. And or at least many of mine, I don't teach middle school. Thank you very much. Um, but it's you know it's all about again you, you get your you get your butt kicked. So step back up. It's right. okay to fail. It's yeah. part of taking a risk. Take a risk because the reward yeah. is better than the regret. Yeah. And if you fail, okay, so it goes. Yeah. Hey, um, so Braddock started football, full pad football, seventh grade. Oh my! And uh, he's been a little nervous, and rightfully so. And uh, he he start he he started. Uh, game was last Tuesday, and he played special teams, and then he started um, playing nose guard. Oh my! And the and he's not he's not huge. He's not you know mm-hmm. wouldn't, I wouldn't pin him as a nose guard, but it's fine. Um, and the first play has no he got he got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> the big offensive center. I'm like, is he really in seventh grade? Let's check his birth certificate. He looks like he's twelve, uh, you know, twelfth grade. Anyways, he got destroyed. But Braddock's popped right back up. You know, mm-hmm. and after the game, he's like, Man, I got destroyed that first play. Did you see that? I'm like, Yeah, I got it on film. You want to watch it? <laughs> and we ended, we did watch it. He's like, I'm like, but you know, what'd you do? What happened right after it? I mean, I got right back up. That's what it's about, dude. That's what it's about. Get back up. What can you do different? Mm-hmm. And let's move on. Let's have fun. Anyway, so. No. Well, and that, you know, what you did kind of ta- fits into what we talked about with love languages. Yeah. You know, sometimes a little affirmation. Yeah. Where you're, you're saying, you know what? You did good. Um, you know, okay, so it didn't work out. But, hey, I'm proud of you. You tried. Yeah. Um, because, you know, because you and I, we both talked about, you know, our love languages. Yep. And, in fact, after uh, Sherry and I had talked, after we um, posted the uh, the episode, mm-hmm. Sherry and I talked about it. And we, we were talking about various things as to, you know, love languages. And we both agreed that um, we're, we're a, a mix of physical touch and and acts of service. Right. Sherry a little more act of service, me a little more with a physical touch. Um, wh- which one did you say was more like you? Uh, I'm definitely um, affirmations. Okay. Uh, Braddock's is quality time, and uh, Suzanne is, um, she's more of, you know, the touch, and mm-hmm. uh, she's, she's kind of a mix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, acts of service, I'm always looking to, looking at ways to, to serve her, especially during this time of her sure. season. But, um, um, but yeah, it's funny. Suzanne and I talked after our, that episode <laughs> as well. And it's, but it's good because we, we reinforced love language. We had that conversation. We communicated again. And sometimes you just, you, you're going and going and going and you forget about those things. Uh-huh. So it kind of brought us back to, oh yeah, 
I, I love to, to to be affirmed. And mm-hmm. Brax loves quality time, and it's just a good reminder. Well, and when you're able to better understand the people you care about and their their love language, the way that they express their love, that can I think play a huge role in conflict resolution. Oh, absolutely! And I, and I loved when we talked about that. You know, about listening, about. Um, well, for me, it, it has to be active listening mm-hmm. because I, I absolutely can become overconfident, and I assume, mm-hmm. and we all know what happens when you assume. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, and I for the longest time I was, well, I wanted to avoid conflict. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I still do, and I just swallow it. But you know, listening, having you know, being patient, mm-hmm. being able to understand a person's you know body language, reading that, and I'm I'm not as I'm not perfect, but I'm better than what I used to be. Yeah, and looking and understanding a person's body language because it helps me with my kids, with my students, you know, oh, yeah. um, as well as you know my coworkers, so that that way you know I don't run screaming down the hall mm-hmm. at them, you know. Because as I learn to pick my battles, yeah, then I'm finding I, I can okay, just breathe deep, <laughs> relax, uh, focus on the now, and go. At the end of the day, is this a hill worth dying on? Right. And it's probably easier just to forgive that person, mm-hmm. and all's good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think. If anything, uh, you've said it a couple times, and I know we've said it on our, our podcast many, many times because it's it's paramount communication, right? But more so listening. And we've said this before, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say it again. And Stephen R. Covey says it best: most people listen with the intent to respond, not to understand. You got to listen yeah. to understand where the person's coming from, right? Yes, that's how you're going to resolve conflict. You need to. You need to. I need to uh, put Bryce aside. Uh-huh. Okay, and then focus on my bride mm-hmm. or I mean, whoever. What, else. what are you trying? Yes. To, you're right. You're right. You know, whoever you're talking to, <laughs> and recognize that there might be a lot going on besides what you're seeing. Right. And to go with what you were saying from Stephen R. Covey, uh, a very good friend of mine is a salesperson, and he was. He says. You know, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> and it really kind of hit me between the eyes that that is so true. And it goes back to the idea with, our, you know, the one we did on conflict, conflict resolution of just listen. Right. And listen to understand rather than respond and maybe, just maybe... You can, uh, you know, avoid problems or find healthier, more long-lasting solutions. Right. Yeah. When so. you when you when you approach it that way, uh, you and whoever you're in a conflict with, you're going to grow. You're going to grow closer together. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna it's gonna mold those fractures, or you know, if you will, and uh, you're just going to grow. And then that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, and you know, I guess sometimes. I find, or not sometimes, a lot of times that I find when we're doing, you know, this podcast, I love that we're talking about these things because it's a nice reminder for me Mm -hmm. 
that I, you know we can share these things yeah um and that it's you know kind of reminder um which i'm you know brings us back to our vision statement all right you know where you know the concept of believing that a place at home you know that that our, our, well being home is where it should be relaxing and comfortable um you know, in fact, uh, I'm going to read right off our mission statement. Yeah, that I, the, That it should be a place where loved ones engage, respect, accept, and embrace each other. In other words, a place you love or you, you enjoy being. Yeah. And I, I think that we're... we're I think we're doing that. Yeah. Well, we're, I mean, when you think about when you when you look back and when we sat and why are we doing this? What is our why? Uh-huh. Why are we doing this? And so we can look back at our vision and our mission, and we could say, okay, and we're, we've been we've been operating, we've been doing our podcasts, mm-hmm. and we've been operating out of our our vision. We've we've continued to stay on a mission because uh-huh. we know our why. Yeah. And so, just to bring us back to it, our vision is to, is to help our families, your families, create an environment where understanding one another leads to a healthier and happier connection. And our mission, um, it's how we get there, right? And yeah. it's to equip families with tools to better relate and thrive in their relationships with one another. Because you and I have a lot of experiences, both positive and negative, that have truly shaped who we are. And, you know, we feel that to waste these opportunities, waste the opportunity to to share Mm -hmm. would, in essence, be taking it to the graveyard. Right. No, I agree. Um, Hey, before we we close, I want you to um, put a plug out there for your book. Oh, okay. Um, For the love of Eric is it's just a uh, I'm told a pretty easy read. Based, uh, it's it's a two parter that is my experience going through family court, and the culmination of a horrible ending. Uh, we focus. It, it has a lot of stuff on, you know, parental alienation and things like that, where Eric was forced to choose. His mother put him into a lot of no win situations. Um, the second half of the book then talks about what is parental alienation what it looks like, what it sounds like, how to recognize it. But I've also got a lot of other stories from individuals who, you know, also had horrible experiences going through family court. Uh, It's available up on Amazon. So if you just look under my name, Rod McCall, it usually pops up or anything relating to divorce. Uh, But it's got a picture of Eric. It's the last picture I have of him. His first day of uh, school for second grade. Mm. So it's it's really an, again I've had a lot of positive response to it. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of folks have found, or at least they've shared with me that they found a lot of positive uh, information in there to mm-hmm. help them on their story. Yeah. No, and I would agree with that. Um, uh, reading it after finally. Coming around to reading it because you and I are our are, are best of friends and uh, we I are. know the story um, and I'd be lying if I wasn't crying reading it, <laughs> but there is so much positive information in there. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I wanted you to well, And I know we're going to talk about it more in the future because yes. there's so much uh, positive advice in there, um, but I just wanted you to throw it out there oh, well, again, get, get on Amazon, pick up for the love of Eric, Rod McCall. 
um, and, and, and help you and help your situation uh, if you're going through uh, an unfortunate divorce. And whether you're going through a divorce or not, you know, we got uh, your devotional book out there. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah, there is is that. Um, it again on on we're doing we're plugging <laughs> each other. Hey. Uh, okay. Uh, so yes, it is again on Amazon. You could also go to my website, BryceRungi.com. Um, it's on there. But yeah, it's doing well. Um, I'm picking up my speaking. So if you're yeah. a, if you're a listener of ours and you uh, have a business or you know of anyone, um, I have uh, been asked to speak at several events and I've got them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduling them more and more. So that's awesome. Way to go. Um, it's been a passion of mine. And, and then using using the book, just like you did mm-hmm. with, with For the Love of Eric. And I know you'll continue to do so. And mm-hmm. again, how, how, ca- how could we make it a, a positive impact in the world? And that's what we're, again, we're, we're doing this. It's, it's, a, it's a mission of love. Yeah. Um, we ain't getting paid for a lot of this, but um, in fact, I... I'm not getting paid for anything. Hey, wait a second, buddy. Are you getting paid and not? No, me? you said no. we're not getting paid a lot. Are we getting paid at all? <laughs> well, <laughs> not for the podcast. Um, <laughs> but it is it is a it is a pleasant opportunity to share yeah. these difficult lessons that we have learned the hard way, and so. Um, Hey, if you're yeah, if you're a listener, uh, get 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 your friends and family members tuned in. Uh, give us a review on yeah. whatever platform you're listening. Um, we'd love that feedback. That feedback is going to help us get better. And I know that you've been uh-huh. receiving through Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear feedback. How are we doing? How can we get better? Sure. Um, how can we help you guys yes, thrive in your relationships and in your families? That being said, we are going to take a short break. Um, we've got a few things cooking that, um, between work and family, and we kind of need to restock our taped episodes because it's amazing. (laughs) Um, we thought a week would be plenty of time, but it's, um, proven a little more challenging to arrange our schedule. So anyway, plus I've got a little bit of research I want to do on some, uh, topics that uh, we're looking at getting into. So I need a little more research time. So we're going to take a, a few weeks off. So please, uh, starting in early October, um, check back with us. So um, we, when we've missed a week or two um, in the past due to some technical glitches and errors, um, I, I received some text messages from different folks going, hey, what's going on? <laughs> um, so we just wanted to give you a, a shout out. So give us a couple of weeks, yeah. and we will be back early to mid-October to have some new episodes. Yeah, and then we'll put it put it out there on, on the social media, let mm-hmm. you know uh, when we're back and whatnot. But again, stay tuned. I know season two, we've got some pretty awesome uh, things set yes. up for, for you guys. Including um, uh, stress. Um, yeah. you know, dealing with, with, with that, uh, as well as, uh, kids and sports mm. and a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um, sorry, this took a lot. This was, this was probably our longest one. A little bit. Um, I guess I talked too much, so I'm going to shut do. up now and I'm going to say, see you soon. And we appreciate you. Y'all take care.